The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Let me tell you about who deserves a shot at the United States Heavyweight. Let's hear it. I'm the champion. I ought to know. You know, I've, I've been sizing up guys since I came to the WCW. And I think the one guy that stands out the most, the guy that I think has earned the title shot, El Dandy, I think you're a heck of a wrestler. You're a great technician in the ring, and you're a jam-up guy. Whoa. I don't see any Whoa. reason. Wait a minute. El Dandy has been wrestling in, in, in the cruiserweight division here. Please. He's a great wrestler. He's a great wrestler, but my goodness sakes, he's 50 pounds. Who are you to, to, to doubt El Dandy? Because this guy's a serious professional. Well, let's talk about some serious hypnosis let's get frozen. psychosis psychosis whatever, whatever he's a great wrestler you know hello and welcome to the wrestlecast episode 304 i'm your host don de Lorente, and i'm joined by my co-host mr mo to the underscore reese what's going on mo so i'm gonna um take this time out to quote a wise man, a wise man that, you know, you know, me and him may not see eye to eye on certain things, but on this part, you know, I will say I can I can agree with him. Um and that quote is acknowledge me. Uh yes, we must um acknowledge our Survivor series who you got winner, Mr. Mo to the underscore Reese. Thank you. Uh, you had four correct selections. I'm not going to say Tribal Chief or whatnot, but I'll just say, you know, hey, just acknowledge me. <laughs> yes. Congratulations, sir. You knew much more about the booking than I did. I only got one right. Jade got two. You got four. So you definitely uh, uh, had a dominant victory uh, in who you got. Thank you to everybody who used the hashtag SurvivorCast. And everybody who joined us in the Survivor Cast Twitter Spaces on Sunday night definitely enjoyed everyone's commentary with color. Um, it was a lot of fun interacting with everyone, looking at everybody's tweets because some of those matches were long and boring. But we'll get into that. This is the WrestleCast. We're a part of the CSPN. You can find us on the web at CSPN.us. You can also find us through iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitch Radio. All you have to do is search for the WrestleCast dash the CSPN. Subscribe to the logo with the new day. Hold on the WrestleCast sign and the WrestleCast, RawCast, NXT Cast, SmackDown Matters will show up in your podcast queue when there are new podcasts available. Adios. So, Mo, like, like we said, it was a Survivor Series weekend. So we kicked it off with Shinsuke Nakamura versus Damian Priest, the Intercontinental Champion versus the United States Champion. The reckoning is countered, so Damian Priest pulls Nakamura into a triangle choke. That's enough to make Rick Boots play the uh, guitar to try to, you know, um, hulk up Nakamura. That draws Damian Priest to the outside to break the guitar and also beat up Rick Boogs. Nakamura goes out to save Boogs and gets hit with a piece of the broken guitar for disqualification. And Shinsuke Nakamura is your winner. So, um, the producer for this match was Chris Park. Abyss. Yes. Um, so, I guess this is Damian Priest. Turn it heel because that was definitely 
that was definitely some hell tactics. How he how he reacted to that. So he's definitely turning. He's definitely going to have a hell run um, going forward. I, that's what I see. But you know how how things were created all. They changed their minds, like they changed their drawers and everything. So. <laughs> So it's time for Survivor Series proper. Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair. SmackDown Women's Champion versus the Raw Women's Champion. Uh, Charlotte grabs the disarmor, sending Becky straight to the ropes. Charlotte grabs a roll-up with the ropes for two, but Becky reverses it and does the same and grabs the ropes as well and gets the pin to get the win over Charlotte Flair. Um, this was exactly what we thought it was going to be, what they built it up to be. Uh, two women with extremely a lot of dislike for each other, and uh, they had a fight. They had more of a fight than a wrestling match. They laid their kicks and punches in, and uh, yeah, it, it came off rather well. That was. You know how you can tell when somebody, when two wrestlers, you know they, you know they don't like each other. And I think somebody may have said that. You know, that's always when you can tell. A, good, a great match is when it happened. That's why I said I said, I said in the tweets I said that this the the the, the animosity between these two is going to cause this to be an instant classic, and that's what it was. And a lot of people didn't like the ending. You know, they was kind of like sour on the ending, but this was a great match, and this wasn't no, you know, they just wrestled. They was laying into each other, like legit hitting each other. Yeah. Definitely laying them in, as they say. Um, we look at The Rock debuting at Survivor Series 25 years ago. We also take a look at Drew McIntyre's rise and fall and second rise in WWE. Uh, now we have the Raw men versus the SmackDown men traditional Survivor Series match. Um, I'm not going to go through all these eliminations. Uh, Kevin Owens uh, walked out on the team to start the show. So Raw was automatically down one man. But it ends up as Seth Rollins and Jeff Hardy as the final two. Seth Rollins hits Jeff Hardy with the stomp. And he is the sole survivor and gives Team Raw the win. Uh, Who do you think showed out in the the match besides Seth? Um... Like opponent wise, yeah, just you know, who do you thought had a good showing? As it, it doesn't matter, SmackDown, Raw. I mean, Seth is the sole um, survivor, yeah. I mean, Seth had a good showing. Um, let's see, who else? Oh, um, Jeff Hardy, Jeff, definitely Jeff Hardy, yes, yes, yes. But a lot of people was clowning him him his you know lack of daredevilness for his um oh yeah when they did the uh the 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 the, um springboard where he does the jump off the back where he used to do the leg lariat but he did like a stinger splash people was like that's not what you do right exactly (laughs) i was like when sheamus was like you know and i was like and he just did a splash that was like that's not what you do, sir. You know, we come through and you lay them, you jump and hit them with the legs and your body. You just took it real, played it real safe. 
But Sheamus did what Sheamus was going to do, and I kind of figured that was going to happen. I said, as soon as Sheamus got eliminated, Sheamus. <laughs> Sheamus gone Sheamus. Right. Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley, the rivalry continues. They got counted out. <laughs> I was like, as soon as they came, I was like, well, this is going to be double counted out. Yeah, so um, I just thought this was a this match took a while to get going, and um, but after that, I think once the middle of the match, it kind of picked up. So real quick, um, Tyson K produced the Charlotte versus Becky match. Okay, in the men's five on five, it was Adam Pearce, Shane Helms, and Sean Dabari. It seems like Tyson Kidd. Works a lot of magic with the ladies. Seems like he's a he dedicated. Does. He does, does like do all the like with the women. He does work with them a lot. Okay, yeah. Well, he's putting good work in. Uh, anything with Adam Pierce as a creative mind, it, it seems to have a dud attached to it. But you know, that's just he's me. <laughs> uh, earlier in the evening, Vince McMahon arrived in a limo with a golden egg. As a tie-in to The Rock's latest project on Netflix, Red Notice. Uh, have you watched it? No, I have not. My heart was a good movie. Yeah, I haven't watched it either. I would watch it on the strength of Gal Gadot, though. Um, Roman Reigns comes in to see Vince McMahon in his office, who brags about this golden egg, which was given to him by The Rock. Vince, Vince recaps Rock's early days in the company and brags about the egg, which is worth millions and millions. Uh, he said uh, reportedly it's worth a hundred million. And Romans is like, as guesses, I guess that's going to be as much as my next contract. And then he leaves. The office. Shit. <laughs> uh, uh, that was a pretty good interaction. So you know, I know why you want to know why now or later, the whole thing with the egg. We can do it later. We can do it after uh, we talk about Monday Night Raw. All right, cool. We have a dual brand battle royal, uh, meaning that everybody else who wasn't involved in the uh, previous matches that were already signed for the card got a chance to be on the card and catch a pay-per-view check. Um, basically, this was an almost showcase. Uh, almost eliminated a whole bunch of people he eliminated the street profits he eliminated cesaro and he eliminated ricochet to win the dual brand battle royal so were you happy that um he eliminated ricochet Uh, yeah sure i i didn't think ricochet (laughs) was gonna win anyway but yeah sure no not 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 because you thought he was going to win, but because of who he's currently dating. Oh, you know what, man? I don't hate nobody for finding love where they find love. I just hope that he can, uh, you know, keep keep it, you know, where it needs to be. Because, you know, Ricochet be out here moving on real right. quick, like. So he'd be bouncing around. So you better watch out before he get a reputation in the locker rooms. He probably does have a reputation of being, um, of being, um, what you call it? Um, Thotish, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a ring, rat, a ring rat, so to speak. Uh, after the match, the street prophets who came down with like a whole bunch of Pizza Hut pizza, uh, they started throwing pizza into the crowd. Yeah, because almost wanted to um, wanted to, to have it celebrate 
celebratory slices, but they weren't letting him get those slices at all. Nobody out pizzas the hut. Um, the Usos SmackDown Tag Team Champions versus RK Bro, the Raw Tag Team Champions. Uh, Jimmy goes up for the Superfly Splash, but he dives right into the RKO to give RK Bro the win over the Usos. Hey, y'all, well, I think you can go and Jay both thought the Usos were going to win. It's like sloppy, sloppy. Another match that started out a little slow. Well, it was just slow when Randy Orton was in there. When Riddle and the Usos were in there, it had a good pace. But, you know, Randy Orton going to slow everything down. Um, So, we go back to the office where someone has stolen Vince McMahon's golden egg. Um, Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville are tasked with getting the egg back. That leads us to the women's traditional Survivor Series match, the Raw women versus the SmackDown women. Uh, basically, it comes down to a four-on-one uh, disadvantage for Bianca Belair as Natty, Shotzi, Shayna, and Sasha are still alive on the SmackDown side, where it's just Bianca on the Raw side. And Binky defeated all four, well, three of them, and Sasha got herself counted out. And Bianca Belair is the sole survivor. Whoa, 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 whoa. Sasha gets up kind of out. Sasha kept getting pulled out the ring, which kind of defeats the purpose of coming back into the ring and the ref that restarting the count. Yeah, that too. But either you know, way, you know the rules. <laughs> but either way, Bianca defeated four women, and oh, she is course. the sole survivor. And of Team course. Raw was victorious. Wait. She said, "She said, oh, I'm, I've got the odds against me. Let me handle that. <laughs> All right, so um, Shane Helms, Shane Helms produced the Usos versus RK Bro and Tyson Kidd and Pat Buck did the women's 505. Um, definitely makes Binky look like super duper star. I don't know what yeah. it does for half of the SmackDown women's roster, though. To get beat by one woman. Um, y'all, y'all, well, the thing is, Sasha didn't take that pin, so she's being, she was protected in that sense. Anybody else? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I hope on this day one pay-per-view is where we get Naomi versus Sonya. I hope they don't just throw that away. Hope not either. Especially after they had Asia out here on the take and then Sonya tried to play her. I, 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 we'll, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> we'll, talk, we'll talk about that later too. Uh, Paul Heyman says he isn't sure who stole the egg but thinks it was someone from Brooklyn. He makes fun of Brooklyn but gets a lot more serious upon hearing that Brock Lesnar's suspension is up. Heyman isn't happy about this and he blames Adam Pierce. So that leads us to our main event, Big E, WWE champion, taking on Roman Reigns, the Universal Champion. A spear through the ropes is counted, and Reigns grabs a guillotine over the ropes. The choke in the middle of the ring is counted into the big ending to give Big E a two count as Roman makes it to the ropes. They head outside with Roman managing another Superman punch to Big E. Back in, Roman 
goes to the bad knee and then hits the spear onto Big E and pins Big E to claim the victory over Raw. So I think uh, SmackDown won two matches and Raw won four. I think that's how the breakdown was. Or five? Five. Yeah, it's five. So, yeah, SmackDown coming up on the short end of the stick, trying to pump up Monday Night Raw and make people yeah, interested yeah. in it. Uh, but this yeah. was a, this was a good match. This was this was um, a hard hitting um, back and forth match. Big E definitely oh, showed it, showed that he was on Roman's level, main event level, and I'm um, looking yeah. forward to more from Big E as a champion. No interference. Well, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. No. Straight up, straight up match, dog. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Um, oh yeah, pay per view. Survivor Series overall, I would say 3.75. Out of five? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was okay. It wasn't blow away. I mean, it wasn't full gear or all out. Hell no. (laughs) Taffy was not full gear. It wasn't even. um, What was the October pay-per-view for WWE that was real good? It wasn't even that. What was the that last one? Yeah, Crown Jewel. It wasn't even that. Crown Jewel was actually good. I didn't watch Blood Money 4. So. Yeah, it might have been the best pay-per-view they've done all year, to be honest with you. That's what we were saying with Better WrestleMania. I said, I, didn't, I wasn't watching Blood Money 4. So. Yeah, Welcome. yeah. So. <laughs> so, I mean, it wasn't that. It was on that level. But, yeah, it was still decent, you know. Like I said, yeah. it, the, the lack of build and the lack of, like, true interaction between the two brands really lessened a lot of the anticipation and excitement, I think. You know, the only match that really had a really true bill was Becky and Charlotte. Yeah, um, and, um, and Biggie Roman. and Roman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody yeah. else was just like, we'll plug y'all in, y'all just take it from there. Right, right, right. So, that was that as far as Survivor Series goes. Um, I don't think anybody was shocked that Raw came out on top with the way that um, the matches were set up leading into it. Um, they're trying to do everything they can to make Raw a viable product and 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 put eyes on it. So they had to do a little something to boost them up. So that brings us to Monday Night Raw where Vince McMahon is glaring at Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville over this missing egg. In the office, Vince tells Pearce and Deville that they need to find out who did this. Deville says she's talked to everyone and the surveillance footage isn't that clear. Vince makes them an offer. If someone confesses, they can face Big E for the WWE title. Tonight, he tells them to find it or be fired. Yes. Naomi was like, it was dead ass uh, Sonya Deville. She stole it. (laughs) Uh, Randy Orton is ready to face Dolph Ziggler, who could get lost on the way to the ring. Riddle comes in with an Orton-style goatee and his hair pulled back. He says he's he's been busy doing Viper stuff, and Riddle promises to give Ziggler a rude introduction. Riddle talks about everything Orton has done in his career, and now he's ready to take out Dolph Ziggler. Uh, full Randy Orton cosplay mode has been activated by Matt Riddle. 
Yeah. Riddle versus Dolph Ziggler. Riddle hits an Orton power slam, but an RKO attempt is broken up. Ziggler rips at his face, but Riddle knees him down. The RKO from Riddle finishes off Dolph Ziggler. Matt Riddle is your winner. After the match, Robert Roode goes after Riddle, so Orton makes the save and lays out Robert Roode with the bro Derek. So, Right, so it's like, are you buying them as a team now? I've been bought them as a team. They've been, I mean, low-key, this is probably one of the, besides the Roman storyline with the bloodline and all of the weaving that they've done with that. This is probably the second best story long term they've told with these two. Randy going from reluctant to, you know, trying to be like the mentor to this right now where he's like maybe finally giving in a little bit. Starting this, you know, have a little soft spot for the kid. Right. How do you think it's going to end? You think Randy going to turn on Riddle or Riddle going to turn on Randy? Mm. History says always twist was Randy turning on Riddle, but when Riddle wants to get over, this will be he probably having to turn on Randy. And you know, Randy's not going to take that. Randy let let him get that get that first shot off, but after that, yeah, earn that paycheck, boy. The only thing about that is, I know that Riddle turning on Randy would be the unexpected thing. And probably the thing, but Randy's not that good as a babyface, though. We gotta show him. We gotta show him. It's not gonna necessarily turn him, baby. But I mean, in the matchup, he'll have to play the babyface kind of role, and that's not really Randy's strong suit. He can do a tweener. Okay. He can do a tweener. Cause you know Randy's not gonna not gonna be that that. Babyface is going to take a lot of punishment. Yeah, over, fight from you know, underneath and do a comeback. Right. Yeah, he's, he's not going to be that one. He'll he'll let you get you get your get your stuff off on him, but other than that, he's definitely going to get his licks in, and he's going to get his comeuppance quicker than sooner than later. <laughs> uh, everyone is going nuts in the back looking for the egg. Our truth has a football, and it's like, no, that's not it. Then he runs off and accidentally goes into the women's locker room, and he's like, oh, it ain't in there. Um, So Becky Lynch now comes out for a promo. After a look at last night's win over Charlotte and a break, Becky soaks in some of the rather enthusiastic cheers from the crowd. Becky talks about some of the great moments that she has had in Brooklyn and how great last night really was. The fans loved everything and didn't even care who won as long as they could beat each other up. She thinks the fans want something fresh and new and asks who they want to see. The fans like some of her suggestions as Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan, but she has realized that whatever they say doesn't matter. Last night she saw 10 women breaking their backs, but the fans were out there doing the wave and singing their songs and doing their chants. Now they want to see Liv Morgan get a chance because she won one match in four years. It doesn't matter because she has a death grip on the title and no one is going to take it from her. So she was uh, getting back at the crowd for uh, disrespecting the women during their match where the wave broke out. Uh, CM Punk chants broke out. 
Um, so yeah, Becky was uh, speaking up for uh, the whole locker room, I think, with that promo. Yeah, she was. We look at Bianca Belair beating four women in a row to become the sole survivor in the Survivor Series match. Mickey comes out for a promo to talk about how she was the sole survivor. Now, hopefully, Dewdrop will cool it because she wasn't even on the team. Maybe Dewdrop can go find the egg instead of being after her. For now, though, she says she's going to beat up Tamina. Bianca Belair versus Tamina. Tamina super kicks Bianca into the Samoan drop for a two count, and it's time to hit the neck crank. Binky fights back up, hits Tamina a few times with some strikes, and then finishes her off with the KOD. Now, what was impressive about this was Binky lifted her up in the corner, then walked out to the middle of the ring with Tamina on her shoulders, and then planted her in the middle with the KOD. That was that was impressive. Yes. Uh, after the match, Natalia jumps Binky but gets kicked down off the apron. And then after that, Dewdrop comes in from the back, blindsides Binky, and then crushes her with the seated splash. Yes. So we know who we see who um, Dewdrop is aligned with. Yes. So they're making a. Uh, I thought Natty was on SmackDown. Is Tamina on SmackDown too? No, she's on Raw. So. What's the deal? Yeah. They got these cross brand faction now? Or they just like off oh, and nobody remembers anyway. Right. Uh I see it's no chance. Yeah, here um talking to Queen of the South, Electra Lopez. Electra <laughs> <No. laughs> Lopez, nah. Uh, we look at Seth Rollins leading the men's Raw Survivor Series team to victory. Now Seth comes out to brag about his win. It was a great victory, and he did it all by himself. That's right. It was all Rollins because his partners either walked off, weren't good enough, or got pinned in the middle of the ring. So out comes Finn Balor, and we're ready to go on with their scheduled match. Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor. Rollins jumps Balor during his entrance, and the brawl is on before the bell. Balor uh, scores with the flip dive, but gets sent into the barricade and onto the announcer's table. Rollins stomps away at Balor and blasts Balor in the face with the steps. The stomp onto the steps and another stomp in the ring lift Finn Balor laying with no match, no contest. Uh, Seth Rollins is walking up the ramp to head back, or walking up the aisle to head back to the locker room. And he gets speared by a fan. And, uh, yeah, there's a scuffle ensuing. So they cut back the fan in the ring who's got to sell extra long so they can get the situation with Seth Rollins under control. Um, luckily, Seth Rollins was not injured or hurt in the melee. The referee crew came in pretty quick, got there way before security did, and uh, got the guy up off of Seth. Uh, Sam of the Samuel Kalunga uh, said that his girlfriend was there. The girl was uh, said that his girlfriend was sitting uh, in the same section as the guy. The guy was acting kind of weird all night and then yelled out to the section, watch this before he went out and uh, speared Seth Rollins. So um, kind of scary situation. Um, luckily, nobody got hurt. 
Um, the guy got escorted out. Seth Rollins looks super pissed. And um, do you have any more news about that today? Of course. <laughs> you want to go ahead and give that part now since we're at that part? You don't have to save that to the end. Oh, so um, the, the guy's name is Elisha Spencer. Okay. 22 years old from Brooklyn, New York. How old? 24. Okay. And um, so from what Sean Ross Sapp has reported, this is why we tell people to pay attention to who tries to dupe you and everything. So apparently this gentleman um, got scammed and catfished by a fake Seth Rollins account. Oh, no. And apparently decided that he wanted to get payback on a real Seth Rollins. Oh, no. That's and not how this works, homie. That's not how this works. <laughs> and, the funny, and, the funny thing, and the funny thing was, so you saw the camera angle. I mean, not the funny thing, but the the, the the, the wild thing was you saw the camera angle coming from the like they showing set showing stuff from the back and you see the guy come around. But then you had the fan the fan reaction videos where you just see the guy just running around like just a bat out of hell and just hit Seth. And those ref those ref jumped on him <laughs> like like you know, um, and I remember on, on on Grand Theft Auto on Grand Theft Auto Three, when like <laughs> I guess we get to a certain part of the game, and you try to steal a car, and out of nowhere, everybody else's cars come crashing that car that you're trying to steal, trying to in a, in a means to either kill you or get or, or, or stop the car from being stolen. So he came out there and just jumped that guy, pulled him off of Seth, and Seth was like. Was upset. You say he was upset. Even if you look at it, was a screenshot that somebody had. You see Becky peeking out from backstage because I think she's gonna have somebody from catering go watch the baby, and she was gonna have to take care, come kick somebody's ass. If <laughs> yeah, but it was saying dude got dude. It was saying, and then I guess it was a picture floating around the guy saying he did it for the bloodline. And he's he's tagged everybody like from WWE. Like Roman and um, Adam Pearce, Vince McMahon, and some other people, and I'm like, dude, if you did, if you talk about you did this because someone, some Seth, someone Roman told him to go ahead and get Seth. I was like, Roman wouldn't tell you to do that. Roman wouldn't tell you to do that. The thing is, these like storylines. You know, as much as we, we go to we go to wrestling shows, yeah, we boo, we boo. You know who we don't like, but we don't take it further than that. We there for entertainment, and you know sometimes you get into the person faces you boo them, they react back to you. You know mm-hmm. they talk trash to you and everything. That's that's as far as it goes. That's the interaction between the wrestlers and the fans. We don't take it to where we jump the rail and try to take the wrestlers. No, we don't do that. That's just something that we. That's just something that we don't do. And I just never understood why some wrestling fans take it that way because you ruin it for other fans who are there. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and you heard the fans, the fans told him, fuck him up, fuck him up. Yeah, I mean, he is really lucky that Seth Rollins wasn't like, you know, if it would have been like somebody, anybody else, they probably would have like really put the boots to him. Like once they got up, at least like Seth didn't take a cheap shot. Somebody would have probably that would have been um, Cash Wheeler. He would have put the boots to him. I was about to say that. I was about to say that they had they mentioned that um, when the guy take Bret Hart was it that was in Brooklyn too. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, they they made sure that guy felt some pain. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That guy felt some pain um, that night. You want to come in, um, you know, attack, you know, a Hall of Fame? Oh, you're going to feel some pain. You gonna, The boy's going to let out that aggression on you. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's what happened with that. And it was just like, you know, people were just, that was just the talk of the night. That was just the talk of the night. Um from like aside from the show that that whole thing was just the oh the, yeah the topic of conversation oh yeah oh yeah we and then, definitely... oh, yeah. and then here's the other thing um so Chavo Guerrero took a shot at Seth saying you know remember the days where wrestlers where the wrestlers were tougher than fans <laughs> uh did Cornette say anything or that doesn't come out till tomorrow uh, that probably won't come out until tomorrow, but I know he definitely will say something. I can't wait to hear about the local wrestling podcast and listen to this. Hear them talk about it too, because it was just crazy. Just you know, it's like that's just like one of the raw shows I went to a couple years ago, and the guy comes out and tries to walk, tries to walk down. I forgot who was making the entrance, but he tries to um, walk down there with him. It got it got promptly got escorted out by security. <laughs> <laughs> um, the egg hunt continues, and it looks a lot like the twenty four seven title chase. Uh, Sammy Zane, huh? Nothing, pretty much. <laughs> uh, Sammy Zane is in Vince McMahon's office and says he knows he took the egg. Well, at least he's like ninety five percent sure they're not here yet. But when they get here, Sammy will get his title shot. Uh, Kevin Owens is looking for the egg, but wasn't listening to Seth Rollins. If he doesn't find the egg, he'll be looking forward to see who gets the title shot later tonight. I have a question, though. Yes, sir. Rhea Ripley was looking for that egg, too. Mm-hmm. So she would have won. She would have found that egg. Well, she got a shot at, at um, Biggie. They would have booked that match. <laughs> uh, I would have been here for it. Biggie probably like, no, 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 no. AJ Styles and Amos. Nothing she back there tearing shit up too, looking for that. AJ Styles and Amos versus the Street Profits. Uh, Montez Ford's crossbody bounces off of Amos, so he tries some strikes with only an integrating staggering Amos. Unfortunately, it's only a stagger as a clothesline takes Ford's head off. Dawkins breaks up the choke bomb but gets sent to the outside. That's enough for Dawkins, who opens up this black bag and pulls out a fire extinguisher 
to blind Amos for the DQ. Well, they tired of losing to him, so they do what they got to do. Zelina Vega and Carmella said they are ready to win the women's tag team titles. We get another vignette telling us that Veer Mahan is coming, and then that leads us to the women's tag team title matchup. Queen Zelina and Carmella versus Nikki Ash and Rhea Ripley. Ripley gets sent to the outside and a super kick sends her head into the post. Back in, Zelina Vega jumps Nikki from behind, allowing Carmella to hit a low super kick. That's followed up by the code red by Zelina Vega, and they get the pin and the win. And we have new WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, Queen Zelina and Carmella. Which was shocking. Well, not really shocking, but I was like, that's good for them. They're actually doing something with Zelina that's not her just jobbing to everybody else. Um, I just hope that they really focus in on these women's tag team titles and try to create a tag team division within the women's division because I'm tired of seeing the tag team champions facing off in singles matches. Right. Um, Sonya Deville tells Vince McMahon that she has found the culprit. After the break, Sami Zayn, Adam Pearce, and Sonya Deville are in the office as Austin Theory comes in with the egg. Vince takes it back. Theory says he was just here yesterday to take a selfie with it, but there was so much security that he took it back to the hotel. Theory shows him the picture, and Vince is so happy with Theory's honesty that Theory gets the title match. Sami Zayn loses it as Vince and Theory take another selfie together, and Vince tells Sami to shut up because no one likes a snitch. <laughs> Um, this is a very long way to get to a match that they could have just um, got to because uh, Big E took that man's phone and threw it like 95 rows into the crowd a couple of weeks ago. He's making that shit. <laughs> it's like, why did we have to have this whodunit about this egg to get to a match that could have been easily been like, yo, man, you owe me a new phone. And Big E could have been like laughed in his face. And then we could have got the mat set up like that. But no, we had to go the long way. Uh, 24-7 title matchup. We have Reggie defending against Cedric Alexander. Our Hurricane Rana gives Reggie a two count, but Cedric knees him in the ribs. The lumbar check gives Cedric the pin. And we have a new 24-7 champion. After the match, here's the usual game, plus a few more people to go after the title. That allows Dana Brooke to hit a blockbuster for the pin and the win. And now Dana Brooke is your new 24-7 champion. All the guys stop, and they're like, oh, what do we do? Because it's a woman. And uh, so Dana does her pose, and this is her first title in WWE. She's been with the company for eight years. And they're giving her a twenty. They're her the twenty four seven title. Give me a break. So now, does that mean that we have a whole gang of women that start chasing after the title? You cut the women, remember? Huh? 
they cut the women. They cut the women. Remember? <laughs> Still bad about some of them cuts. Um, we look at Bobby Lashley taking out the Mysterios to get on the Survivor Series team. Rey Mysterio talks to Dominic about all the giants he's faced over the years. Tonight, though, he's honored to fight by his son's side. So let's give them. Um, so let's give Bobby a Mysterio whipping. Dana Brooke is very happy with her title win. She created an opportunity and tries to live every day like a champion. Corey Graves is like, I'll give it until the end of the night. Uh, Ray Mysterio. <laughs> oh, um, I think I forgot who it was. Um, I think it was Becky Lynch that said all the women in the locker room went to go congratulate her for winning. So that's they really taking it serious that she won the title and everything. So good for her. Ray Mysterio and Dominic versus Bobby Lashley. Dominic and Ray hit a double 619. Back to back frog splashes and a double cover get a two count. Lashley spears Ray, and then the hurt lock finishes off Dominic as Bobby Man. Lashley is victorious. That hurt lock is a devastating move. It's the equalizer, dog. <laughs> uh, Big E let a lot of people down last week, but now he has to defend the WWE title against Austin Theory. Austin Theory is good and young, but Big E is going to be feeling good when he leaves this beautiful building. Liv Morgan is happy with her win last night, but here is Becky Lynch to laugh about Liv coming up short. Becky says Liv will never hold the title, but Liv says she held it last week. That's laughed off as well, and Becky talks about how Liv has disappointed everyone. Liv looks like she's in near tears. So she punches Becky in the face and walks away, leaving Becky visibly shaken. Are we are you into this 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 um storyline build up? It's a little slow for me. I thought we could get here a little bit different, but I mean I'm here for Liv getting her 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 due though. You know, I'm all about my Liv. Um, United States title matchup, Damian Priest versus Paolo Cruz. Priest is defending in an open challenge, but before the match, Cruz and Commander Aziz brag about how great Apollo Cruz is. Priest cuts him off to say that they're in New York. If Cruz wants to fight, all he has to do is ask. Cruz actually says no, so here's Sami Zayn instead. If Cruz doesn't want the title, then he'll take the shot. So U.S. title matchup, Damian Priest versus Sami Zayn. Sammy thinks it's a good idea to go pick up the U.S. title, which sends Priest into his now trademark rage. A beat beating has Sammy rocked in the corner, and the reckoning from Damian Priest retains the title over Sammy Zayn. Austin Theory says he's had a good day, and he's ready to take a selfie with that WWE title. So WWE title matchup, Big E versus Austin Theory. Theory kicks Big E in the face and then blocks the spear through the ropes. Big E runs Theory over, but Rollins gets in a cheap shot from the floor, allowing Theory to hit the rolling blockbuster. Owens gets annoyed at Rollins and they yell back and forth at each other, and that distracts Austin Theory in the process. Big E uses that distraction to hit the big ending to pin Austin Theory and retain his WWE title. After the match, Rollins goes after Big E and gets laid out, Leaving Big E to yell at Kevin Owens and Rollins to end the show. And that was Monday Night Raw. 
They hit their high water mark about, uh, what, a month ago? Maybe a month and a half ago. And they had all the black people. And ever since that monumental moment, Raw has been a little bit worse and a little bit worse every week. Right. But I'm happy with the Big E title reign. I'm ready for him to have his one, like, you know, monumental, memorable feud, though. I guess that'll be with Seth when we eventually get there. Seth versus Big E. That could be like a a three-part epic story and matches. And that could probably solidify Big E's title run if he can get that win over Seth. Um, But I'm pleased with where they're going right now. I think they've been booking him strong. Um, his promos have been very good. Um, so I don't have any problem with how things are looking so far. We just need that one feud, that one career championship defining feud for him uh, before he gives up the title so everybody can say yes, that they were pleased with his run. Right. Your thoughts on it? What you think about the run so far? I'm actually enjoying the run. I'm, you know, just somebody new, somebody fresh in the um, title scene. So I'm actually glad they just they took a chance and they let they let him, um, you know, you know, run with the title, you know, and you know, you know, create a legacy for himself. Um, one more thing about Monday Night Raw. That you probably that you probably heard about, but you probably didn't hear about. So they were having the, the dark match. The dark match went event. It was a I think 707 Lumberjack. And um there was a guy at ringside talking trash to uh, Montez Ford. So so Montez, well, you know, just was had acknowledged him and was just like, you know, not really, you know, just really just talking back to him every day. So MVP comes over there. And MVP was like, he invited invite the guy to come over the rail. And then Sammy Zayn came over there and started talking trash. And the guy got, um, the guy who was talking, who started the whole thing, got scolded out. And then you can see Montez Ford waving bye-bye to him. Like these fans get real disrespectful, you know. Like yeah, they in Brooklyn, you know, Brooklyn people, Brooklyn residents have to have a representation, rep, uh, um, reputation yeah, about themselves. But you know, somebody was saying like, you, know, you have a right, you have a right, a fan you have a right to say another wrestler, a wrestler sucks. But I'm like, yeah, you can say that. We all say that, but. That's, a, that's, you know, you saying, you know, you being, you know, saying, boo, I don't like you, you suck, you trash, whatever, and you being disrespectful to the person who's, you know, who's out here trying to entertain, you know, people in the building and, you know, means at home watching on TV. Mm-hmm. You know, I can say that I don't like, you know, um, 
know, certain wrestlers and everything, but I'm not going to disrespect them, you know, because, you know, they, it takes them a lot of training and hard work to get to where they had to get to. I couldn't, certainly couldn't do what they do, come out, come over the rank, come over the rail and do what they do. I couldn't do that. You know, and a lot of these fans, they get that, that whole, it's still real to me mentality stuck in their head. And it's like, they're here to entertain us. They're here to, you know, put on the show. Yes, the WWE, the E is for entertainment. So, yes, there's the entertainment factor in this, in, in this whole production. And these fans need to, need to recognize that and stop, um, you know, trying to just take things and take, bring the, take things into their own hands and everything. You can't, you know, always, you know, think you can just, think you can just, you know, this is another never rest like that. Don't think his, his um, co-workers is going to come up and defend him. Mm-hmm. They, like somebody that the dude Seahawk say on Twitter, he said, the the, the, the fact that you had mild-mannered, um, peaceful Sammy Zane turning up on you, you know you were the wrong. <laughs> Well, man, I, you know, they're lucky that this isn't the previous generation or the generation before because, you know what I'm saying, once you get, you know, if you stay on your side of the railing, you're pr- pretty much safe because the wrestlers won't reach into the crowd to do usually do anything to them. But once you start getting a little bit over the edge and over past that railing, you are fair game. And like we said about the guy who attacked Seth and, you know, this guy here, you know, lucky he didn't get beat the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Really, you know, laid into. Because WWE got good enough lawyers where if somebody wanted to press charges, they could probably, you know, get by with it these days. But, mm-hmm. um, but I'm pretty sure that they have you know, rules or whatever that they have to go by, um, you know what I'm saying? Because they are a corporate, a, a publicly traded company now. And mm-hmm. if they were to, somebody was to get injured because they got beat up by a wrestler, it would, you know, be a whole different set of issues that they would have to face. So I'm sure there are some protocol things at a company wide that they try to tell the guys if this situation yeah, no. happens. They tell you, and they tell at, at every show. They tell you, you know, they tell you not to. Um, they tell you, you know, if you're caught breaking rules, you will be prosecuted. You'll be escorted out and prosecuted to the full set of the law. That's what happened to the guy who attacked Seth Rollins. Well, he definitely not come back to the WWE show. He probably you not come back to the Barclays a ever again. Oh yeah, he's done. He can't come. He can't even come back to watch Disney on Ice. There. <laughs> yeah, he he is done, done. But um, it's just a, just a, uh, another reminder that these fans have definitely gotten bolder and um, just a lot more braver. When it comes to interacting and putting themselves in situations with these athletes, whether it's wrestling, basketball, 
Um, you know, the, you know, if you just see a lot more of these negative interactions between fans and athletes, and you know, until somebody gets how you get like oh boy from um, the balance at the palace again, you know what I'm saying? It's gonna keep happening. That was the Tiger uppercut from uh, Jermaine O'Neal. Oh, that was a Tiger uppercut. That was a if he would have um if he would have landed that foot and connected with that punch, that dude would have been done. Because he is <laughs> he punched him, and it's like he like tried to try to he misstepped his um his with his pivot foot. But he wanted he connected. That dude just dropped. <laughs> Yeah, man, that's one of the, uh, that's actually, that's coming up on the anniversary of that, because that happened, like, right before Thanksgiving. Because South Carolina and Clemson played, like, the next day, and uh, that's a rivalry game, and that's usually at the end of the college football season. So it was just, it was, like, the Friday, I think it was, like, Black Friday, if I wanted, if if I'm correct. Hold on. Um. No, it was um. It was um. Hold on. It was this Friday just passed. Oh, okay, okay. I knew I knew it was sometime in November though, because. Uh, yeah, it was the Friday just passed. Right, right. You remember where you were? So I was working at. Um, uh, it's a mall here in Rundle Mills. I was working at the movie theater. It was a Friday night, and we we had um, and it was just like you know, everything wasn't advanced, you know, with the cell phones and everything, and we had kind of just heard about it was a big fight, you know, with the Pistons and the Pacers and the Pacers game. So I was like, damn, that's crazy. Got home, saw a little stuff on the internet about it. And I went to I was going to go to sleep, and so ESPN always replayed. Here was they struggled on ESPN, and they always replayed that game, that 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 game and everything that came on, you know, before they started showing Sports Center. And so <laughs> it's always that part where they say um, they come and tell you that they're going to um, due to due to time constraints, we're going to. Um, go to a certain point in the ball game and they got right to the point. I thought they was going to cut out everything that happened with the, um, with the fight. Nope. Play that whole fight. Replay that whole fight <laughs> in its entirety. <laughs> I was like, I'm sitting watching. I said, Oh, it's about to begin. So I stepped up and start and start listening. You know, that Drake hit our test and our test was in that crowd. And it was like, and it was just mayhem. I was like, wow. And anybody on the message boards, everything was talking about it. <laughs> yeah, I was actually out at a bar playing darts with my buddy drinking beer. And um, it was actually my turn. I had just got through throwing the darts, and I t- took the darts out the board and turned around and looked up at the TV. And saw Artest and Ben Wallace get into it and was like, oh, snap. 
It's like, uh, Ron Artest don't want no problems with Ben Wallace. And then, you know, they did their thing. And then Artest ran over there to the table. And then my buddy went. And then as soon as he threw his last dart is when the buddy threw the drink on him. And I was like, oh, snaps. Fan just threw a drink on Artest. He went in the crowd. And my buddy just stopped and turned around. He didn't even get his darts out the board. And we were just standing there for the next, like, 15 minutes, like, oh, my God. <laughs> Watching uh, Freddie Jones get pummeled up in the stands. Thankfully, Stephen Jackson came and saved him. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a crazy night, man. That was crazy. That was, that was one of the craziest nights ever. But um, at this point in time, I'm going to turn it over to Mr. Mo to the underscore Reese for the Mo Meltzer News segment. Ah, the, the, the segment that we saved for the end because if we give it to you at the beginning, y'all won't want to listen to the uh, raw cast. So, well, actually, the wrestling cast. But so here we go. Man, last week was just was wild. You know, we, 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 we watching. I don't, even, I, was, I don't even know what I was doing. I was in class. I was in class, and all of a sudden, I see a post of one of the wrestling groups I'm in on Facebook, and it was just like, boom. You know, Hit Row. Come on, releases. Like, Hit Row, John Morrison, um, Shane Thorne, um, Drake Maverick, and Tegan Knox. Don't forget everybody's favorite, Jackson Riker. Who? Jackson Riker. Who? <laughs> Who? I, I don't acknowledge that. I don't I don't recall that name. But um yeah, he, he's gone too. And so so they think about people so with him, you know, the whole thing with the whole Donald Trump support on Twitter. And they was trying to get him over the baby face, and you already we already knew wrestling fans already have a um, have a long memory, so you could have tried to you could have had him be a white meat baby face, try to build him up as that. They wasn't buying that. We wasn't buying that. <laughs> they could have him say he 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 rescued rescued puppies and kissed babies. We wouldn't have cared. He still got booed out the building. So he said he tried to lay low after that, but then he tried to say we will push it as a, as a baby face. Nope. <laughs> we do not care. <laughs> um hit roll. You know, two weeks after B Fab gets let go, they get thrown the door. Yeah, you know, they always saying, you know, they come up with those reports saying top dollar was difficult to work with. Um, another report said that when they um they tried to re they wanted to remix the song, they wanted to remix the song and took out um they they wanted to remix the song and they um they just remixed that regular theme song. But then the group went and recorded that a brand new song, and they got they had heat on them for that. Apparently, they had heat on them for that. 
Um, there was a whole thing about they say Top Dollar was um, getting too comfortable backstage, and you know he called up the WWE office and said they made a mistake in letting B Fab go. Stick up for his girl, with, with his friend Redder. You know, I don't see what the issue was. So now, and then the whole thing was, so Hit Row said they were told on Tuesday. They were booked for Survivor Series. They they were booked for Survivor Series and they did it, um, a Black Friday ad for the um, shop WWE.com. And by Thursday, they were out the door. Um. The rest of business is a tough game. Uh, very tough game, man. It is a, it is a very um, confusing game at this point because we don't know what the deal is and the rhyme or the reason behind any of these um, firings. It's so scattershot from release to release. You know what I'm saying? Oh, sorry, kid. It's funny that you mess up your Bruce Wayne covers. But, that was my impression of CM Punk doing Johnny Ace. <laughs> but all in all, what it comes down to is if you have any affiliation with Triple H's NXT, you have to build. You have to paint. You have to pay, bro. I mean, the yeah. only people surviving are like of the new NXT people is like Shotzi. That's it. Everybody else got cut off. Tegan got cut off. Hit Row got cut off. Um, who else did they bring up? Everybody they brought up in that last round of like Keith Lee, Karen Cross, Mia Yim, all the people who got moved up earlier this year or last year, they all got endeavored. He had he had rep carrying across the Vince McMahon on a, on a silver platter and say, here, here's your future, here's your future star, your future main event star. But I guess his, his, he, he was left DOA when Adam Cole said they bring the freaking bell. <laughs> I mean, it's it's Adam Cole looks smarter and smarter by the day going over yeah. to AEW instead of signing that contract with WWE. And being Keith Lee's manager. Right. <laughs> Same thing they tried to do with Leo Rush, I guess. Mm-hmm. He's too, too short. In Vince's eyes. Right. Um, Tegan Knotts, they said they had, had so much, he kept saying different creative for her. Split her and Shotzi up. She got drafted to Raw. We didn't see her on Raw. She's out the door. And it's unfortunate for her because she had two major knee surgeries. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we thought she was going to definitely get her thing off. 
was kind of worried about um, Legato the Phantasma. You know, kind of worried about them because you know they they a good thing down at NXT, but the way the way things are going, they could be up next to get on the chopping block. Yeah, this is very true, man. Um. Oh, Drake Maverick, take your time of the year. <laughs> Damn. And then when he tried that, he went and then um he was doing he he did his he did his like his own video where they thought he was on when um he was talking to himself. He was like, "You can't, you can't, you can't cry again because you already did that." <laughs> the crazy thing was John Cena retweeted the video and said, "This is amazing. Never give up on yourself," or something like that. He said. So, you know. So we'll see what's going to happen with these round of cuts. Because then 90 days is up in February, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, February, so. Well, man, it's going to be very difficult. Like I said, the last time the last cuts came, I mean... The indies are probably going to be the people who benefit the most because there's so many people coming out at one time. Um, TNA and AEW can't sign everybody and probably aren't looking to sign everybody. So, um, if you go to Ring of Honor, that's going to be in April. That's going to be like an indie, indie, more indie based. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be the rise of the indies. Um, I know there's a big rumor this week about Triple H talking about starting his own company. I don't know how true that is. Now, hold on. Remember weeks ago, a few weeks ago, I was basically saying I have a theory. Mm-hmm. I strongly think I was going to say within two years or so he was going to be starting up a new promotion. He was probably going like the, the whole thing was it was going to be a new promotion starting up and we weren't going to know when we had the details of who's the who's the um the backer or whatnot, and then you know everything comes into play, and then once they reveal who's the person behind the scenes, it's, it'll be him. That's a good theory. Hopefully, it comes true. Because um, I think that I, I was like, I say he, he might be in, might be. Look at the lay, look at the later groundwork to say, hey, um, um, we'll start my own company. He can do it. He has a collateral. Yeah, I think Triple H has the pulse of the modern wrestling fan. I think he mm-hmm. has a grasp, at least a modern WWE wrestling fan. I think he he has the formula for what they like and what and what they're looking for. It's just that he's been stripped of his authority and his power to let that be the next vision of wrestling in general in WWE. Um, Vince and Nick Khan definitely have a different view of what they think WWE uh, should look like in the future. 
and um, based on the reactions to every time they come out and release somebody, uh, the fans are telling them no, but they keep going ahead with the current um, current direction that they are seeing fit. And yeah, it's causing a lot of people to just be turned off in general uh, by WWE programming. Um, so uh, Scotty Tuhati said he's the partner of WWE he was the breaking down in the NXT being the coach since 2016 mm. he said his time was up mm. uh, Stephanie, Stephanie McMahon confirmed that her eldest daughter has begun in ring training how old is she the family stayed in the family business. How old? I'm about to find that out, man. Is she a teenager? She might be close to that. Um, hold on. Uh, they have, oh, they have three daughters. 15... 13 and 11. Okay. Oh, okay. So it's saying our oldest said when she was eight years old, Mama, I don't want your dog. I don't want your job. Daddy, I don't want your job. I want Pop's job. Okay. So just like her grandfather, she wants to be the boss. So this what happens with my oldest daughter, who has already started training in the ring. Hmm. So basically, she's already 15. Here's the thing. May, when May Young was alive, May Young said that um, she wanted to, she had wanted to wrestle that oldest daughter when she turned 100. I guess the daughter would be 18, but. <laughs> May, Young's, May Young's in that wrestle ring in the sky right now. Leaving Mark Henry to raise their hand. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was a good one. I didn't even try it. <laughs> didn't even try it. All right. Um, uh, so also Top Dallas says they hit Rovers right in promos for folks on the main roster. So it didn't say who, but they were ghostwriting to make that shit tighter. Yeah, Top Dollar had a lot to say about everything. Everybody else was keeping it on the low, but he seemed yeah, to you, be you very... You hear from you hear from Swerve, you yeah, hear from... Um, he, he seemed to be very... So it, was on, him and Sean T.D. Adonis was on um, was on um, Busted Over Radio, but he's been all the clips has been, it's from, it's been from him. All the like the sound bites been from him, so. Yeah, so. I just mind that business. Yeah, everybody else is trying to lay low. So I don't yeah. know, maybe they didn't like his attitude, but it sucks that the whole crew had to sacrifice for him if, if right. that's the case. Um, but, you know, who knows? Everybody, every time... Uh, a black wrestler gets released. It's always, oh, they were hard to work with. Oh, they weren't easy to get along with backstage. Oh, they had too many ideas. You know, it's always some that narrative. All right, Don. It's time for our favorite game. Will Will Don watch main event this week? What First you got? Match, we have. Mansoor versus Drew Gulak. 
and Angel and Humberto versus the Riken Raiders. That's all you got? Only two matches. Nah. That that that, that, that <laughs> won't get me. That's not gonna get me to the table. Nope. I have watched one main event this year. That was the way you did the show. You broken that. <laughs> I don't count. All right, let's get through this. So I don't know what's going on in Paradise, but Andrade unfollowed Charlotte on social media. Yeah, we were talking about that in the spaces uh, yesterday, maybe Sunday. It was like he unfollowed her, and that was and they removed on Instagram. Took away some of the recent pictures they took of each other, and I'm like, I said, I always wonder how people. Knew. I mean, you can go see who's following who, but I was like, how would you? Why would you want to go and and you know get that information? But yeah, so I said he. I'm following her on social media, so don't know. Don't know if there is trouble in paradise. They were talking about how it was rumored that she was hoping to go to Saudi Arabia for the, I guess, to be in the, in the um, had to have, you know, I guess, interference in the match um, with Charlotte. I mean, I saw that um, Becky, Sasha, and Bianca, and she was like, I was in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. They said um, he, unfollow- he unfollowed her, so we'll see what that's about in the coming weeks. Um, but also speaking about breaking ups, uh, Velvet Sky and Bully Ray um, call it, um, they call it quits. It was married, right? Married, engaged, I don't know, but they said it's over between them two. Oh, well, that stinks. Yeah. Um, let's see. Um, so, we can no longer call Asia Wilson, Asia Wilson. Oh, she rough okay. now? Huh? She officially a ref now? Well, she's always been, well, yeah, she, yeah, always been a ref for us, but she has a new name. Hold on. She's officially Miss Mrs. Leon Ref? No. No. They changed the WWE name. Oh, word? Yeah. To what? Hold on. Let me let me find it. Cause that's what I thought y'all. I thought y'all saw this. Nah, I didn't see it, clearly. Oh, oh. Said, um, Giannis discovers Oreos and milk. And he called it a game changer. <laughs> he said somebody told him to try it. He says it's a game changer. I'm like, dude, you, you've been on that since. <laughs> you gotta remember, though, he's not from here. Yeah, he's from, um, from Greek. So yeah. I get it. Yeah, so you know, yeah, he got other other things. You might got some, probably got some banging. Um, probably got some banging. Um, some banging. Um, you know, snacks and stuff like that. So. 
so they was the first ref. Um, it was the two hundred five referee. She was going to go by um, her name. Her real name was Chloe Christmas, and then she was going to go by Paige. But then people were thought they reacted to it because they said they already have a page for the company. So now she's going by um, Blair Baldwin. Um, She's going by Blair Baldwin. Yeah, this is the, this, no, not not Asia, but this is the other girl who referenced um, never young lady who she did like NXT and two hundred five um, two hundred five live um. So, oh yeah, also they're dropping WWE dropped the May Yang character. Canal Bow is pretty pretty much doing that by himself. And so now current Q is gonna go by Wendy Chu. Okay. If you say so. So now Asia, so now Asia Smith will be who will now be called Daphne LaShawn. What? <laughs> Daphne LaShawn. Now and that's LaShawn L A S H A U. N-N. What? <laughs> Are they changing it just so like, they can have the property? I I guess so. We I, I saw they said she now be called Daphne 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 Lashawn, and I was like, who in the blue hell? Came up with that name. Yeah, that is awful. I want to talk to them. That is um, awful. B.A. Um, Brewer, what we now call Dallas Irvin, and referee Tom Caster will be now built as um, Derek Sanders. And they said LaShawn was involved in the angle with Sonya Deville on this week's SmackDown fight. So I guess, so she was on, I ain't tonight because I was kind of mad at SmackDown. So she was on SmackDown again this week. Yeah, she week. she ref the uh, it was Aaliyah and Naomi against Shayna and Shotzi, I think. And yeah, uh, freaking Shayna rolled Naomi up, and boy, that count was so fast. So she fast counted Naomi. And got and gave the, and so then later, when she walked up to Sonya and was like, "Hey, did I do do a good job?" Um, Sonya Deville like dissed her and was like, "I don't have time for rookie refs trying to make a name for themselves, or whatever." No. Yeah. God. Yeah. Wow. Damn, they got your girl with a big stale. <laughs> yep. Yep, so that was that. Yeah, but Daphne LaShawn is her name now. That's awful. (laughs) Also, and finally, um, Walter is over the move to the U.S. So apparently Walter and his wife had split up, and Walter's not affiliated with that, um, I guess, with the wrestle company in, in Germany. 
WXW or WN, something like that. And so I think the one is from the Germany. They um, hold on. Let's see if I can find it. Um, yeah, isn't he dating someone that an American woman now? Yeah, he said his life changed. So, yeah, that's the reason yeah. why he ain't uh, he ain't opposed to coming to America more because he got. I don't know he posted a picture on um on Twitter. And he's smiling with the young lady that he's in the picture with, and so um, yeah. Uh, WWE and Peacock definitely dropped the ball and not showing that Walter Cesaro match. They they had one they had one job to do. This one, this one the job to do. Well, they don't use the network like that anymore. Like when they first started it, they would use it for special stuff like that. But they don't do it like that. They don't use it for stuff like that anymore, unfortunately. Oh, so Walter's dating NXT UK superstar Jenny? Jenny? This is her name. Is. Well, that's cool for him. I'm glad that he's yeah. he's uh, he's he's found love. Love is Love is beautiful, so. He found love on a two-way street and lost of a lonely highway. <laughs> but yeah, he, um, but yeah, so they say he's, he's, he's more open to moving to the U.S. now. Because at first, he did not want no parts of being in the U.S., but now he's open to doing just that, so. That's what's up. Walter will be. So, if things broke out. Walter might be on Monday nights or he might be on Friday nights. We shall see. All right, Mr. Mo to the underscore Reese at this time, sir. I'm going to turn it over to you for your shout outs and thank yous. So, shout out to um, you, Don, because I was not too happy after last week. I think with my, my homeboy, Wally. Who uh, watch? Who's a big wrestling fan too? He's definitely he's definitely gonna be double. He's definitely double the WWE. <laughs> but me, you know, I'll just be like, uh, I'll just be like, eh, why am I still watching this program? And I haven't watched SmackDown in the past couple of weeks, so this might could be a thing. Sorry, Jay, but I don't know. They did they did my people dirty. They did hit road dirty. They didn't deserve it, so. Um, yeah, shout out to um oh shout out to Miss um Jupiter Jula. Um we was so she had like a little spaces on over the weekend. And and we were, it was on Saturday, it was her, another young lady and another gentleman. And so we were just in there cutting up, having a good time, talking cracking jokes, things like that. And so we had to explain to the one young lady why we still watch wrestling. And we had to break down about how we had the whole wrestle cast. You know, it was a basically you know, space for, you know, like wrestling fans to talk wrestling. And, you know, it's just our little community. So, you know, just, you know, I got a lot of people, folks be like, why do you watch wrestling? You know how wrestling is. I'm like, yeah, but 
you know, you have like-minded people around you who watch wrestling, you know, it's, it can be fun. Yeah, so, um, yeah, but shout out, shout out to Sydney, Jay, oh, sorry, sorry about the loss, um, your, 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 ba- I mean, Andy Dalton came in and played a hell of a game, but <laughs> Tyler Huntley had, you know, other, other things in his mind. <laughs> um, also, shout out to Classic, um, Sam, Greg, Dee Dee, Mel, because Mel always gets shout outs. Everybody who be in the spaces, everybody who be in the hashtags with us. And shout out to Pineapple, so delicious. Such a, a sweet late night snack to have. That's about it for me. Well, thank you to Mr. Mo to the underscore Reese, our Survivor Series, who you got champion. Uh, we definitely acknowledge him in his victory uh, uh, for this past uh, pay-per-view cycle. Uh, give a big shout-out to Miss J to the Max. Give a big shout-out to Miss Simi, Mr. Anwar Starwin, Jupiter Julep, Madam Lizette, Miss V, uh, Black Howling, Black Marvel, uh, Khaled Wren, um, give a shout out to Shaolin Shogun, uh, everybody who rocks with us uh, during the pay-per-views and the weekly shows, everybody who uses the hashtags each and every week to share the commentary with color. Greatly appreciate y'all. You can check out me and Miss Simi on the Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash CSPN Media. As we break down AEW, we broke down Full Gear and Dynamite from last week. Uh, so go check those out. Uh, over there on the Patreon page. Continue to support the podcast. Uh, Big shout-out to the guys over at the Comic Book Chronicles uh, for all the work that they put in each and every week. Um, So support the podcast by going to cspn.us. Click on the tab at the top of the page that says Keep Our Podcast Free. Uh, Do some shopping with any of those uh, sponsors, and um, you'll be able to help support the podcast keep the shows free each and every week so for my co-host mr mo to the underscore reese i'm your host don delorente and this has been episode 304 of the wrestlecast please stay tuned for the parting promo But those things do not make a king. What makes a king is knowing that you are here to do good for the WWE Universe. And if you were a king, then based on what you did to me last week, you would have come out here this week and looked me in the eyes as a man so we could settle this. your M.O., is it, Roman? So why don't we sweeten the pot a little bit? Why not later tonight, look, look, I challenge you to come out here without your two little goons, without the wet bandits. And you look at me face to face so we can handle this and I can 
show you exactly what a real king is made of. I'm going to ask you one more time. Are you sure this crown doesn't mean anything to you? This is emblematic of who King Woods is. It's symbolic of what King Woods accomplished when he won the King of the Ring tournament. The tribal chief just said it means nothing to you. And King Woods has had enough. And Woods rushing to the ring. <laughs> 